Welcome to the Permission to Be You podcast, a podcast that seeks to inspire you to do just that, give yourself the permission to be you. In this episode, Emma and I managed to do exactly that. We really gave ourselves the permission to be who we are and show up as we are. This was a really great conversation. We laughed, we talked about really serious stuff, and it, it very challenging stuff to hear. But we also saw how important forgiveness is, especially forgiveness of self. I sincerely hope you enjoyed this conversation, and thank you for listening. Today, unlike the first two, I know my guest, Emma Burns. <laughs> and I can say, I can introduce her a little bit myself. What I know, Emma is a mother, a lover, a wife, a child, a passionate coach, and a reflexologist. Yeah. But those are, those are just the things that she does. There's more to her than, than, than all the adjectives and the descriptions I've, I've, I've just used. Welcome. Could you just say very briefly, talk a little bit about yourself, what, what you're passionate about, and then I'll switch to my own questions. Yeah, cool. I think you did a great introduction. <laughs> I don't really think I got much else to say. <laughs> you said it all for me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm all of those things that Diane said. Um, I'm pretty sure my husband and children could add in a few. That's <laughs> nice. You're also an evil witch at yeah. times. <laughs> I certainly can be. Um, <laughs> I am, oh, I think, like most of us, really, even when we feel like, uh, I don't know if I can swear on here. Can I just be confirmed of that? I this podcast is called Permission to Be You. <laughs> Okay, so even when we often, like, as humans, we can feel like shit, predominantly, it's the want to, to enjoy life, isn't it? And, and, just, and just reconnect with the passion for life. So I'm very passionate about humans, uh, living creatures in general, really. I think I'm just really passionate about, like you, Diane, I just want to connect with people and meet people and see what they're about and... Um, and more than anything, very much like you, is, <sighs> is to give them permission to be themselves, the same as um, I need that, you know? That's when I don't enjoy life, is when I'm not giving myself permission to be myself. So, what, yeah. drew, what drew you to this conversation, Emma? Oh, what drew me? Oh, the fact that, like you said at the beginning, we know each other. <laughs> mm. So I know, um, I know you, um me and you've connected we've been friends now for oh, well over a year hasn't it we've, we've so, i think about two yeah we've worked together online we've never met each other in person 
and yet it's like we've never known each other really sometimes isn't it so um i wanted to pop on here mainly because one i was just so ecstatic that you were doing this for yourself um and certainly because of the ethos of it really it's all about you know having permission to be yourself so this has given me permission to be me (laughs) in what way is this podcast giving you permission to be you well i suppose it's not categorically but um i just think it's like you i want people to know it's okay to be so i want to share that in your life you said something i don't know i'm going to paraphrase you said that when i lose joy when i don't give myself permission to be me can you give me examples of how life what life looks like when you do and what life looks like when you don't the same thing that i could be looking at will look completely different from when I'm being not giving myself permission to be me to giving myself permission to be me so when I'm not giving myself permission to be me I'm not a nice person to be perfectly honest I'm not necessarily a horrible person but I don't I am disconnected and I have thought uh, for the majority of my um, existence that that disconnection is me being disconnected categorically with others and that's what's creating my feelings of loneliness and separation. And actually, it is when I'm not connecting with myself. And it's taken me a long, you know, I'm not old. I'm only 37, but it has taken me a while to to re... I fought accepting who I was. I used to deliberately punish myself. And um, Can you talk and, a bit about that? What, what what is it in you that you've rejected that you thought no I can't show this to people I'd rather try and cover up the true me yeah I think a lot of it was just being me really I, I went through a period of time where I really did think I was you know I deserved to be punished that me being who I was was not acceptable and I'm looking yeah. for examples so that the audience can, we resonate with stories, we resonate mm. with, with, with traits that we see in ourselves that we desperately want to hide. And in your case, you thought needed to be punished. Can mm. you give us some stories about what, what is it that you wanted to punish? What is it in you? What trait was that? Is that too personal? No, I don't think it's too personal. I just, I just off the top of my head, can't really think of. I just know it became kind of a habit. To me, it looked like a way of surviving. It almost looked as if, if I told myself and bullied myself, it somehow protected me from others doing it. Does that make any sense? Yes, it does. But for me, it's very abstract. Hmm. Yeah, I don't know I what think... you are protecting yourself from. I don't know what it is, how you bullied yeah. yourself and what it is in yourself you, that you felt. What did you do that you felt you need to be punished for? What I'm trying to do here is highlight the illusions of our own thinking. Mm. And that embracing ourselves means embracing the good and the bad. They go together. 
Mm. And I'm trying to highlight what people hide. I mustn't show the straight because it's evil, it's bad. I want to, to be different. I want to be a better person. There must be something that you did that you felt needed to be punished or you thought that you did, but probably you didn't. Mm. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, I did. Um, I, I did think I needed to be punished. Um, when I was young, I was only 15. I became pregnant and I chose not to continue the pregnancy. And um, I, I don't have the same levels of, I don't punish myself now for it in the same way that I used to. Um, but there are moments where, to be honest with you, actually, up until like this conversation, it's not really something that comes into my mind a lot, but it's not because I'm trying to stop it from coming into my mind, if that makes sense. Like I'm, I am at a different place, but it was without a doubt from that moment onwards, I was convinced I should be punished mm. and things happened in life like so so like after that you know like I had um I was having a lot of epileptic fits and I needed to have surgery and my dad died very suddenly and there's all this just life happening and I just you know even when I had my children and my mental health just went just my mental health just kept getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse until I forgave myself effectively and started to see what 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 I was doing wasn't re wasn't really about what was happening, and I just I just yeah it was it it became I just thought I was an evil person and that I mm. should be punished, mm. and 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 so I punished myself a lot. Where, oh, and and were you under the assumption perhaps that your epileptic fits were born from from an evil act that you thought you did? I, I, st I had fits before it happened, actually. I was having what they call petty mal fits, which were conscious um, uh, seizures. So I would, be, yeah. I would be awake. But I didn't know what they were. So from a young age, from when I was about 11, it, it started. I just thought I was weird. So it, it started even before that, wow. really. I thought I was really weird. Because Happily, you didn't make that assumption then. Yeah, I, was, I kept having these um, episodes, you could call them. I don't know. These... these um, petit mal seizures and um i didn't tell anybody what was happening because i just thought i was weird and um and and i i'm i'm actually weird as a person i see i actually categorize myself as weird but i see it differently now like then i was weird as in i was i i just it was still a time in life where you know this was in the early 90s where so many people thought that you know there were still lots of stories about these things happening to evil people and you know it's just, i know it sounds ridiculous but as a child developing that's all how i made sense of it was that it i must be having these experiences because i'm the devil's child <laughs> literally <laughs> Oh my God! If the devil's child look like looks like you, God, she's beautiful. <laughs> can you tell? Can you tell me what your definition of weird is? Uh, 
Oh, I, I don't know. I, I just, I love the word weird. I, just, I think I'm weird because now I am who I am. And that's still something that's quite weird to people. You know, I'm noticing it a lot. I'm, I'm noticing that so many people around me just really, really can't accept who they are. And not intentionally, not by any stretch of the imagination, really, that they, they want to be like this. They're just, they're just still amongst these habits that are confirming to them that they, they can't be. Okay, like let's bring this, the conversation back to Emma, okay? <laughs> Because otherwise we'll be analyzing other people rather than concentrating. Yeah. <laughs> if there was one thing, because I'm, I'm sticking to this word weird. Yeah. What is one, give me three weird things that you would do. Three weird things. Oh my God. Weirdly enough, I'm having to think about it. Because I don't even know if what I do is weird. <laughs> I rest my case. <laughs> I think it was just spinning it on his head really that because when I was younger I thought everything I was going through was weird that then it that to me seemed like it was a problem to now it not being a problem so I, I thought no I'll embrace the word weird but actually no to be fair I'm not that weird at all I'm just uh isn't isn't it a question of how we perceive ourselves that's why I was yeah. pushing you to yeah, answer this question because I, I was wondering what's weird about you once you're drawn to this conversation, as you clearly said a few sentences back where I interrupted yeah. you, you'd like, to, you'd like to be part of this conversation because you really, like me, you said it as well, believe in the power of being yourself. Mm. How yeah. is it, how do you, uh, how do you hope that this conversation has an impact on the world how has giving yourself the permission to be emma had an impact on the world around you it's had a massive impact on the one of the most significant people in my life and that's my husband because he became very lost in himself um, to the point of having a major breakdown. And a lot of that was about him just not being himself. And then, you know, whilst he was going through that, I, I kind of, you know, lost myself a little bit as well. But within it all, I had this support that was outside of my family that that again wasn't even in my community i had friends and stuff supporting me generally i had lots and lots of love and care and what have you but i had the opportunity to talk to people like yourself and that just always reassured me about coming back to who i was as opposed to trying to find something outside of me to change it or deal with it whereas you know, it, it can be very easy as a loving, caring family member, individual, you know, friend, you know, all coming from the right place to it. It makes us feel uncomfortable when somebody else is going through a bad time. And I was doing it to my husband. I was so uncomfortable with what he was going through that I lost myself a bit because I wasn't being mean and I was trying to solve his problems for him. And until until I it made me more step away, it taught me more to step away and become more aware of what I needed for myself 
for him then to start doing the same thing. And initially my intention was that, and actually as time went on, it became more again about I, all I could do was be here, you know, do what I needed to do for me. And when he went through, when he initially went through the, went through the breakdown, the initial stages, again, I like, you know, like many people do, they internalize it personally. Like if I was a better wife, he wouldn't have gone through this. If I supported him more, if I do this more, if I do that more, none of it was about me needing to do that because I could, when I did do that, I ended up ill Mm. because I couldn't look after myself. If I'm hearing this correctly, in the beginning of the conversation, you talked about being connected to Emma. Mm. So when you reconnected to, instead of thinking what you need to do for your husband to fix him or Mm. to save him, when you reconnected to Emma and went about your day and did what what felt right, did that have an impact on your husband? Yeah, it did. It had a massive impact. Well, you know, I'm seeing it from my point of view here. and, and That's all we know, can have, your yeah, point of view. Exactly. Um, <laughs> I feel it did because what, what it meant was is then I backed off. Because then I backed off trying to... My, trying to have this focus about because in my mind at the time it was I can only be better if he's better I I can only be better I can only function if he's functioning better I can only take care of these kids if he's doing x y and z and it was it was constantly outside of me and and whilst I was looking at it like that I was then struggling more and more and more which then led me to thoughts that I'm not good enough Mm. you know and that it was all fault blamed on me and then it was me doing this it was me that was created this maybe if I had you know been if I was somebody else he wouldn't be going through this Mm. and and you know other than the odd argument that we might have had together regarding the tension of this where he might have said something that wasn't very nice none of it was about me at all I made that up (laughs) in fact you know like I, I would I would always somehow invert it back to me. Like mm. it was about me. It all became about me. And until I had to just step away and let him recover on his, you know, supported, but in his way and with his choices that I then stopped taking it so personally that it was something I had to do. Okay. Here we've given a very solid example of how impactful it can be on the people we love. Rather than looking within, just recollecting and connecting and re-evaluating. I'm interested also in knowing what it's done for you to the exclusion of everyone else in your world. What you notice in yourself when you give yourself the permission to show up as the evil queen, as the good queen, what it does for you. How does Emma feel when she steps into all of her and who she truly is? What does it do for you in your own world? In my own world, I just feel at peace. Mm that's it I just feel peaceful I just feel that 
I'm aware that everything else that's going on around me is still going on. But that was never particularly something I needed to change anyway. That that'll change on its own. And what was nothing? What was it that you don't need to change? I didn't necessarily, like I kept thinking that, you know, when I'm not accepting and, and being close to who I am, I start trying to change everything else around me. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And creating mm -hmm. a lot of work. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I'll create, it, it's almost like it becomes project like. Uh -huh. When I'm just being me and I'm fully embracing that, I'm just carrying on with my day as it is. And it's 10 times less the load. Which means you allow yourself to show up exactly as you're being? Yeah. Yeah, because I'm not, I just don't think as much. Mm. I think more and concentrate on those thoughts more when I'm not being myself. Mm. Like I've got to figure out that other person. Who's Emma when she's being herself? The pain in the ass. <laughs> She might have got it. Nah. Um, <laughs> 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 That's me. Yeah. Really, I, I, I think, I think I'll just be careful because I'll ask you to give another <laughs> definition of what a pain in the ass is if I did what we had. Nah, I'm just, I'm not. I, I, I just, when I'm being me, I'm just... Like, at a minute, I'm pausing, but there's not really a lot going on in my head. In comparison to when I'm not being me, I'll be thinking of something to tell you. I don't know. I just, when I'm being me, I don't have to think about what it looks like. Yeah, so you're not trying to live up to my expectations. So yeah. the pauses are just Emma being yeah. her. That's wonderful. Yeah, like I was looking out the window. Obviously, that's why I went quiet. And I was then all I was noticing was that there wasn't really anything there. Then me trying to think I had to find something. Mm -hmm. And I don't need to find anything because I, I don't know. I'm just, I notice I'm, when I'm not being me, I'm having to search for it. And I don't need that. Like, I don't know. Right now, I just, I just feel. I just, yeah, I just feel like I'm being me. I don't, I don't feel like I'm trying to, like, make anybody see me a certain way because that's not even up to me. But, <clears throat> but I just, everything's just more lighthearted. Like, it just doesn't, it's just, I just don't have the same concerns about stuff. Mm. It is just more freeing it, it's like it, it's, it's it is when you when when you are totally in a space where you're not trying to do it anything or be anything that isn't who you are that is the only time you you know that is where you experience freedom it's just it's just i don't know like i just I think what I'm trying to do for the benefit of the listeners is, this is beautiful. What you're describing is really yeah. beautiful, Emma. So I'm not trying to take away anything of it. There's really, a, I do also feel a certain sort of peace, kind of peace. I think 
I'm trying to highlight, for example, what is Diane like when she's being herself? What's going through my head right now, I'm really honest, and I'm going to give my permission, myself permission right now to, to say so, as I'm busy with thinking. This is not about you. This conversation is about Emma. But I'm trying to highlight something. When, I, when Diane is being herself, she doesn't care if she gets angry. She doesn't care how she's being seen. She doesn't care if she suddenly blurts out something in a manner that might be received or perceived as rude. Yeah. And when I'm being me without fear, there's no thinking about it. And just, I just am me. I feel I, I give myself that permission. Mm. When I try to cover that up, then I get lost. Mm. And that does not mean that I condone or encourage anyone being rude or angry. No. Um, that's all I'm saying. I think anger has its place and anger can be effective um, unless it's misused, abused and harbored. It, does, it can only harm. But everything has its place. So what I'm trying to say is, who am I when I'm giving myself the permission to be me? What am I like? Is I'm all of those things. Mm. And I feel freer when I allow them to be seen. I guess that's what I was asking you. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. I, feel, I, I notice that when I'm being myself, it's not that I don't, um, it's not about literally not caring as in no care at all for others. But I just know that whatever it is I'm doing, isn't in a deliberate way to harm others mm. so it's okay i i automatically feel like i could, I, I just it will give myself permission to do it because i know that none of it regardless how it may be perceived depending on whatever i know it's just coming from me being me not me to, trying to harm anybody mm. I have a question for you, another one. What, what, yeah. what do you think of the statement? Being you means embracing yourself entirely, the good and the bad, to get, go together. Could you say it again, please? Oh, certainly, my dear. <laughs> Being <laughs> you... <laughs> 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 being you yeah. means embracing yourself entirely the good and the bad go together yeah I, I like it I do, I'll be honest it's not I'm not really thinking a lot about it though <laughs> 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 Can you put your thinking cap on, please? <laughs> For the first time in my life, I'm not thinking a lot. You're telling me to think. 
<laughs> any use, any use you have for my podcast, woman? <laughs> See, this is what this is what this podcast is done. Like it's enabled me to show up. I don't even care. I feel so connected with it. I feel really at home. So yeah, I embracing the good and the bad. Totally. Because the thing is, is again, like I know from my own experience is that when I was trying to kind of under, you know, well, I say understand, I don't know if that's the right word, but when I, when I was transitioning, you could word it, when I'm in a place where, when I was um, aware that I, I, it would do me a favor to accept myself and, and, and start to build a relationship with myself, initially, I just thought it all had to be good. And that was almost something that prevented me, that, that stood in the way of mm -hmm. me coming home to who I was, because I thought then that meant about everything being like constantly positive. And no, rough, no rough seas. No yeah, you no. Know? Yeah. And then like, you know, shit would happen because that's life. <laughs> and, uh, instead of instead of kind of feeling, you know, listening into that your gut, your heart, whichever way you want to wear it, that that just knowing that even though it might be really, really shit, it's got its purpose. It's gonna it, it, there's something in this. It took me a while to kind of and I still kind of go backwards and forwards in it. Come on, you know me. Um everybody does. But, yeah, exactly. It's a lifelong it, journey. Totally. That I just thought that in all i i had a very skewed perception i suppose and that was probably one thing that stood in the way of me letting go was that my perception of what accepting myself was and what it actually is mm. are often two very different things i thought that accepting myself and accepting my life meant that everything had to be one way and like you know uber positive and mm. constantly happy and like this and mm. smiling all the time and that and then and, and, and it's not like it's 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 being able to accept the waves with it all really and actually seeing the beauty in that because obviously sometimes when you're being confronted with this shit bit you can't really see the mm. beauty in it but when you allow it to to do what it to be what it needs to be and to to take what you need to take from it i mean like god diane you at this time last week it, i was a whole different place mm -hmm. you know what's changed around me i didn't win a million quid i didn't I, in fact actually it's, we had some horrendous news this week really really horrible news mm -hmm. but it's not that that isn't important to me i just noticed that I've expected myself a lot of the time to, to, to have certain feelings about stuff, which then isn't about me. It's about me creating an expectation of it. Like I've mm -hmm. had things happen to me that hasn't really bothered me at all. And then it's only bothered me because I've put pressure on myself for mm -hmm. it to bother me because I should be bothered by it. <laughs> That's when I'm not myself. Okay. So Am good I and the bad and the ugly. Yeah. Yeah, this has been a real fun conversation. <laughs> really, really enjoyed it. I think this is my third recording, and I'm I'm starting to ease into it and really giving myself yeah. permission to say whatever comes up for me. So, for my last question, because we're yep. drawing to an end, yep. 
since you're really passionate about this subject, what do you, what, what is, is, is there a message that you'd like to pass on to, your, to the listeners, to your listeners right now about this well, Other than subject? be yourself. <laughs> yeah, and, and yeah, I've asked this to, to, to the previous, to my other guests, to Christine and to Leanne. Yeah. I'm just curious as to what, it, what you hoped that this podcast achieves once you wanted to be part of this conversation? Again, I came on here without any preparation. I just showed up. So that's the kind of thing I want people to have an awareness of is that we don't always have to spend a stupid amount of our lives preparing for everything, you know, and to just turn up and let it be and, and face the discomforts of that and face the unknowing because it's only when... I start to try and control how I think it might have to turn out or how I need to look. That's when I'm not being myself, mm. you know? So if I want, if I had an intention to come up on, on here and look a particular way and speak a particular way, I'm off. I would have been here, not at all being who I was. And that's massive. I could then switch off and just be like, Oh my God, I remember not long ago, Diane, like, you know, I went to an interview and I walked in. <laughs> Mm. so I sat down I'm laughing now but it, I was I spent weeks crying about this I walked in sat down and I knew I was in the wrong place I knew I was there for the wrong reasons and I knew I felt very very confident that, that I was not what they were looking for mm. and so I started showing them somebody I wasn't mm. and I came away and the minute I walked out that door I started crying because I was, and, it, and I, at the time I thought it was because I, I felt rejected. But there was nothing they were rejecting me of. I wasn't in there. It was somebody else. Mm -hmm. And it, it gave me an insight, not immediately, but within a short period of time. It was a really, really, really good learning experience for me to realize that what I was doing wasn't who I was it wasn't me and it wasn't I was I didn't get the job which was good um and and they made the right decision and they made the right decision without a doubt because I it wasn't me in there and it, their job wasn't for me either it wasn't just that it, it, I wasn't, it, it, it wasn't what I was looking for. I was trying to make myself, I was trying to make it work for me because mm -hmm. I thought it would, would solve problems. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and I think it's very easy for us to, to spend a lot of our lives doing that. Yeah, I think most of the reasons that we desperately try to, to be or do something that, that we're not is fear. I think what I'm trying to pass on is mm. that we need not be afraid of who we are. No. No, and, not I think of any person in this world. Yeah. We don't need to be frightened of who I mean, yet we seem to be the most, the biggest person we're frightened of is ourselves. And, and that's what creates such, you know, horrendous situations for many, you know, not, I mean, we're talking about us, you know, doing some, you know, being a bit unkind to ourselves and then the reaction, that rippling on to other people, but not to the extreme that some people have gone to. And now that, that's, mm. 
you know, that's <laughs> a clear sign that they, that is not who they are. And it's just such a shame. Mm -hmm. We'll inevitably make very bad choices when we're not being who we are. And on this note, goodbye, my love. <laughs> I'm not editing any of this, Emma. <laughs> This is how you give yourself the permission to be you. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs>you can find them on my website, butv.com. Once again, thanks for listening. Bye for now.